Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Simmons Bank Arena. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. We got to get some more players and things, but I'm real confident that we can get it back to what is a respectable plus for the for the state of Arkansas. And to be honest with you, that's really all I'm worried about. I'm not worried about my job. I'm not worried about. I'm worried about the damn state of Arkansas and having them proud of our football team. Hell, I'm not right now, and I know they ain't, and I get it. But it's I'm the only one that can change it. So we're gonna work like hell to get that done. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go into shell. We won't go into attack mode. Because that's what's required. On 1037 The Buzz. out of bounds here on 1037 the buzz appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of arkansas john neighbors joe franklin broadcasting live from the hogsme market studios with you today and thank you as always for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon it is a trigger tuesday here on out of bounds folks where we're going to talk about all the things that are bothering us in the world of sports and we want to hear from you which is a very easy thing to do you can call or text in at 501-661-1037. Get after us in the Azure Record Live fan feedback. After me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors. And not only in the 2 o'clock hour are we going to have Josh Braun, uh, the Razorback offensive lineman, thanks to Matt Black, Allstate Insurance. He's going to join us uh, to talk about, uh, I'm sure, a few things. But, of course, uh, recapping that Arkansas-Mississippi State game and moving forward into the bye week and also the change at the offensive leadership of Dan Enos. And he'll get, we'll get his thoughts and opinions on that. And also, uh, what Matt McLaren, who is out of 96.7 The Ticket in Dallas, who uh, has done a few things uh, for sports go, because he used to be in Birmingham, Alabama at WJocks. So he's a big college football fan, but also a big Dallas guy. And for those of you who may not uh, be aware, they are going to the World Series. That is the Texas Rangers. So we'll talk to him about that whole matchup, that whole game, and looking forward into uh, that big matchup that they'll be uh, waiting on here in just a few days. So... We'll have that. Uh, we'll also have a giveaway. Actually, be on the lookout for that, which we'll get into, I'm sure, and some other headlines and talking about uh, more things when it comes to uh, the Razorback football team, but also the uh, NFL side of things last night and, and the Rangers and, and all of that, which I was kind of happy for him, Joe. I mean, I don't care really one way about who goes to the World Series or not, but I always like to see some new teams. And I know the Rangers, uh, what was it, I guess 2011 was the last time that they were in the World Series? Is that the time? Yes, yeah, yeah that, was, that was when they were in before. Yeah. So they, this is their third appearance. Yeah, so it's been 12 years since they've been able to get to the World Series. But I like a little new flavor, I like a little new team, and well, see how much it means to them. This cool. is the first time in years that either the Astros or... Dodgers, I believe. Is that? Yeah, Astros or Dodgers hadn't been associated with the World Series. That's, see, that's craziness, because not to poo-poo on all you uh, Dodgers fans out there, but, you know, the Astros, being there, they've won two, right? Two World Series yes. in that time? Yeah. And then the Dodgers won their one, of course, as we know from, uh, as my buddy who hates the Dodgers calls it, the Mickey Mouse World Series, because that was during the COVID year. They didn't have to play a full season, but World Series nonetheless. 
Uh, so, yeah, because I saw it says the first time in seven years that the World Series will not feature either the Dodgers or the Astros. So it's that's, a new That's flavor. a long time between just those two teams, and that does go along with the newness you were talking about of other teams making it here, and especially on the other side when it comes down to a Game 7 with the Phillies, Diamondbacks. If the Phillies get there, they've been there more recently, but Diamondbacks... I'm, that's some newness for us. Um, that's why I'm low-key. I do like Bryce Harper, but I'm low-key rooting for the Diamondbacks. Just, again, for the sake of variety. Because uh, the only thing I really remember, and again, just from the Diamondbacks itself, was just Randy Johnson when he was there and how good he was. And I believe they played in the World Series one year. Did they win it? I can't remember if they did. I think they faced the Yankees one year, maybe. Yeah, they wouldn't Something. have won. Yeah, that's the case. Yeah, they wouldn't have won that one. Uh, but yeah, it's it's cool to see that the the Rangers and there's a lot of, of course fans of Dallas teams here in the state of Arkansas and especially uh, for the Rangers themselves to get to the World Series and possibly redeem it because I do remember that 2011 World Series they were at. I believe it was David Freeze for the Cardinals. Is he the one that hit the bomb and? The Joe Buck's famous call, we will see you tomorrow night when they were able to uh, come back and end up winning the World Series. So I'm sure they're going to ha- want to have some redemption from that and be able to take on whether it is the Phillies or the Diamondbacks and take care of business and uh, be able to move on and have that World Series title in the city of Dallas. And so the Diamondbacks did beat the Yankees, though. They mm-hmm. beat them in 01 because the Yankees, uh, they won three in a row, and then they didn't win that one. Oh, there you go. Because oh, th- Was that the game... I could be completely wrong here. Was that, that, that's the the Marlins, maybe the one that kind of stands out. Where right, um, Craig Council. Yes, yes, Craig Council. Okay, because uh, I was trying to remember when I saw the documentary on this, and I and I could be wrong, but when it was uh, when George Bush threw out the pitch after nine eleven in New York, and it was a Yankees game. I thought it was the Yankees and Diamondbacks, but I didn't remember if that was just a a game or if that was like the World Series or. Or what happened at that point? I was trying to remember. That was the same year, though. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. So I know the Yankees were obviously there. I mean, it was Yankees and somebody, but uh, still, yeah, that was a that was a really cool moment. And yeah, uh, let's see. There, there is a photo of George Bush throwing out the first pitch. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, there was because that was when Randy Johnson was there, and uh, they they had a pretty good squad too. Because I was trying to think of like you know we looked at. Like Dallas, for instance. Like, when was the last time a team in the, in like the Dallas market or one of the professional teams in Dallas won a title? Was it because uh, was it the Stars that won one? I think recently uh, for the Mavs. Was it, uh, yeah, I remember the Mavs. But I didn't know the star if the Stars, stars won one. Yeah, more they have recently. won. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's been that recent. Though. Okay. Okay. So yeah, probably the Mavs back in was it 2011? Right? 2011, 2012, something like that. So them and. Uh, of course, Philadelphia had uh, the Eagles, who've won pre- uh, fairly recently, a few years ago, and Phillies have played in it. And so you have them, and uh, I'm trying to think of also, I mean, that, that Phoenix, the Diamondbacks, I don't know when the last time a team in Arizona won a title. Or in the Phoenix in Phoenix market. Maybe it would have been them. <laughs> it might have been. might have been a one, too. might have been a one. George Bush has ties to the Rangers. He once was the owner of the Rangers, so he'll be at some of these games probably, but um, I don't know if they can talk him into throwing out another first pitch. Yeah. I, that one was perfect. I'd like, say. How, how do you redo it and then top that one? I'd say after that one, I'm, I would never – I mean, you know, we talk about throwing out first pitches as it is, and, you know, nobody remembers when it's good. That one is one of the few ones because of the moment and because of what was going on that ended up being really, really good. But uh, you can't, you're not going to top that moment. You're not going to top that pitch. There's zero reason for you to, to do it. So, yeah, I would just leave it that way. Uh, but uh, as far as the uh, home field advantage in the World Series, uh, who, who is going to have that? I probably should know that. But is it going to be – would it, it be the Rangers? It would be the Rangers, yeah. Okay. Yeah, game one is with the Rangers. Okay. How insane is it that, like, we talked about yesterday with Gordy, but I think I saw the stat that this is going to be the first game seven in Philadelphia sports history in Philadelphia. That blows my mind. You're telling me not one time in any postseason, that in any they, sport? They've been getting it done. Yeah, either getting it done wait, or... Wait, wait, wait. You said any sport? I thought that's what the stats said. I, I thought maybe it was just the Phillies. Okay, well... Not, yeah, not because... I could be the, wrong. Yeah, the Sixers went to a Game 7 against the Raptors the year that they won. That's right, but I didn't... Was that in Toronto or was that in Philadelphia? I thought that that's what I was saying. It was okay, in Philadelphia. Okay, that it had to be at home? Yes, in, in the city of Philadelphia. I said, I'll look up the stat again just to make sure. But still, even if it's just the baseball side of things, too, that's still an incredible thing to, considering how long they've been around in baseball and how many playoffs uh, series that they've played in. 
for that to be the case and that to be that long, it's pretty historic for Game 7 to be there. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. And we get back-to-back nights of Game 7s for a chance to go to the World Series. It's something to definitely look forward to. Yeah, can't uh, can't believe that it's uh, been already here and where the World Series is about to get added in. And that's where I actually want to ask Matt McLaren about because I know he's a Dallas guy. Like, is there a team that you would rather face? You know, if you're the, if you're the Rangers, would you rather face off against... The Phillies, or would you rather face off against the they Diamondbacks? Don't yeah, or just, they don't care. <laughs> you're just happy they, to be they're here. They're happy that they're, you know, they held on to their end of the bargain to get to the World Series. Who you play on the other side doesn't matter. Yeah, especially when you got that uh, home field advantage and you want to keep riding high and see who ends up playing it out. But uh, it's amazing that I guess that time of year in October, going to have the World Series and the Rangers are going to be one of them. Let's see if it ends up being the Phillies. Or the Diamondbacks for the other one, too. Now, the Rangers have so many. They have a consecutive win streak on the road. And they do start the World Series at home. That doesn't mean anything. But they've won. They've had a lot of success in the postseason on the road so far. Yeah, because it's still 2-3-2, right? And World Series is yes. a series. And that's set formats and all of that. So, uh, But, yeah, it's going to be enjoyable, though. And I know I have a few friends that are Rangers fans. They're pretty pumped up and excited. And I'm sure that there'll be uh, some people here in the state of Arkansas that are Rangers fans. Not saying it's you know easy, but it's about as easy as you could have as far as a trip goes. If you get tickets to go to the game there in Globe Life to see just any World Series game, if you're here in the Little Rock area, I mean four and a half, five hour drive ain't too bad. Just get on thirty and if go all the way. It, yeah, if you can make it happen and get to a World Series game, it's well worth it. Lifetime experience. Yeah, because my buddy who was the Dodgers fan, that's actually uh, he's been to a few of them, but that was the one where. They played the entire World Series in Globe during Life COVID. during COVID. So that worked out perfectly for him. He's like, I can go to all the games that I wanted to down there and it still be uh, the same trip. So, uh, yeah, it'll be cool, though. It'll be cool to see how all that uh, comes about. Uh, let's go to the phone lines uh, here early on. Let's get to Larry and Litter Rock. What's going on, Larry? Hey, guys. How y'all doing today? Doing good. Doing great, man. Hey, um, I got a question and then I well, a couple of things. So, number one... Um, one thing that nobody that I I haven't been hearing anybody say is who is the offensive line coach? <laughs> Cody Kennedy. I'm sure. I'm assuming you mean Arkansas's one, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, should there not be a change there? Should Sam Pittman not? Should Sam Pittman not relieve him of his duties and he take over those duties as the head coach because that is his forte? Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, I don't. I, mean, I just I mean, because if if you're, if, and my thing is, if you're if you're getting rid of the guy who's calling the play, that's all well and good. But if you can't if you can't give any protection, and you can't get a push up front, it ain't gonna matter. So you're still gonna get the same results. So I, I mean, so anyway. Well, Larry, um, I can I can just tell you. I, I mean, I don't know for sure as far as how in depth it's going to be, but we do know that's from yesterday's press conference with Sam Pittman. He did talk about how he is, uh, with the change with Dan Enos, he is going to be a lot more hands-on in the offense and what's going on. And may, maybe that is the assumption of, I don't know if he's firing Cody Kennedy, but it might be one of those things where like, all right, hey, if we're going to do this, I'm going to step in and I'm going to have more of an on-hands role about this offensive line and trying to fix it. Maybe that's the case. Yeah, I, I, guys, I just think it's too little too late at this <laughs> point. I mean, I know he's trying to salvage the season, but... I, I just think that the season is, is, is gone. I mean, I understand we got four games left. There's still a possibility of, of getting to a bowl game, but it's very, very thin possibility. Uh, for what the expectations were for this season, for a lot of people, and I was one of those, I mean, it wasn't six wins. It wasn't eight wins. It, we were talking about like ten wins. and it, I mean, that was pretty much concise pretty well what everybody was expecting because well hey listen we got to run larry we'll respond a little bit more on the other side of the break stay with us here on trigger tuesday on out of bounds listen every wednesday when rj hawk joins his old buddies on morning mayhem presented by natural state wholesale flooring see everything that natural state wholesale has to offer at naturalstatewholesale.com This is Sports Center. Yesterday in the Major League Baseball playoffs, the Diamondbacks forced a Game 7, beating the Phillies 5-1. Game 7 will be tonight at 7.07 on TBS. 
The Rangers punched their ticket to the World Series, beating the Astros 11-4 in Game 7 to win the ALCS. Rangers slugger Adolis Garcia was crucial in Texas making their first trip to the World Series since 2011. He was named ALCS MVP as he had five home runs, seven runs scored, and a postseason record 15 RBIs in a single series. In the final four games of this series, he had a 471 batting average with five home runs and 13 RBIs. Game one of the World Series will be on Friday. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Listen for offensive lineman Josh Braun Tuesdays this football season on Out of Bounds. Josh Braun is brought to you by Matt Black with Allstate Insurance. Matt Black with Allstate can take care of your home, auto, boat, motorcycle, life, renters, and landlord insurance. Are you in good hands? Ah, not again. Let me tell you about my man Tom. He had some serious bad luck. And one day he said to me, when is my luck going to change? And I was like, you need to go to Tunica, bro. And he was like, yeah, good idea, bro. Tom was winning big money. People were cheering and kissing. My man was like, this is amazing. His losing streak was finally over. Man, I cannot believe my luck. Believe it. Because when you're in Tunica, you're always a winner. The end of the year is near, and Guatney is pulling out all the stops to remain Pulaski County's number one Buick GMC dealer. Big pre-owned inventory, and even bigger discounts on new Buicks and GMCs. Even with manufacturer price increases. Guatney Buick GMC next to Sam's in North Little Rock is selling new 2024 models at 2023 prices. You've seen the news. The time to trade is now. Before the current auto industry climate skyrockets used prices and all new inventories depleted. Don't wait. Call Guadney, 501-945-4444. It's the end of the year blowout. Only at Guadney, Buick, GMC, and North Little Rock. Interest rates as low as 0.9%. And get new and pre-owned vehicles with no payments for the rest of the year. Stop by Guadney, Buick, GMC, and register to win a new Hummer. 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock. 501-945-4444. GuadneyBuickGMC.com. GMC, we are professional grade. All offers with approved credit. Have you gone all summer long and you've had pain in your knees, your back, your hips, maybe even your shoulder? Well, why don't you try to get rid of that pain? Hey, everybody, it's RJ Hawk. I've been talking about QC Kinetics now for quite some time, and I've got friends, family members across the country that are using QC Kinetics right now, and it is changing their life. And the best part? No drugs, no surgery, no downtime. Think about that for a minute. And people are feeling like they're self again with no pain. QC Kinetics doesn't just mask the pain. These treatments go to the very root of the problem using concentrated healing properties in your own body to go directly to those joints and restore and repair those damaged tissues. Listen, life is about motion, and QC Kinetics is giving people their lives back with these all-natural treatments. Call QC Kinetics today for a free consultation, 501-222-8440, 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. Football fans, tailgate season is here, which means it's time to score touchdowns and savings for your vehicle. At All About Tire and Brake Tire Pros, we offer incredible deals and service like your daddy used to get, with the financing options that fit your budget. With our team by your side, you'll get MVP service along with the traction and confidence you need to stay on the road. Visit us online today at allabouttireandbrake.com. All About Tire and Brake Tire Pros. Love the drive. It's not just about the size of the meat, it's about where you get it from. So get it from Hogs Meat Market in North Little Rock. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Trips left, that's into the open side of the field. Got a new running back in the game, and throw it short, and it's intercepted. Inside the 25, that's going to be a touchdown. Arkansas picks it off. That is Antonio Greer. Transfer from South Florida. First action of the season into the end zone. Hogs are on the board. On 1037 The Buzz.
Trigger Tuesday here on Out of Bounds. Appreciate everybody listening in this afternoon. As uh, been already uh, getting getting to what's uh, bothering us in the world of sports in the next hour, and have some uh, what's trained the world of sports too. But uh, as far as uh, acknowledging what our previous caller had said before we had to take the commercial break on uh, not only Sam Pippen uh, taking over more of a role into the offensive line and firing the offensive line coach, but also kind of going with uh, the expectation that was set for Arkansas. I mean, I know. I definitely was pretty high on the Razorbacks. I thought that they could win eight, nine games. But I didn't feel like the consensus or from mm-hmm. overall everybody was saying ten wins. I mean, there may have been some out there that did say it, but I, I, I did not know a, a large amount of people that said ten wins this season. No, no. There were, uh, there were a few people that went ten wins and some that went as high as undefeated. But yeah. mostly it was between that six to eight range. Yeah. And then you had some that... We're saying nine, but yeah. for the most part, it was in that six to eight range. Yeah, because, well, I mean, if you were in the six, six range, folks, good news. You're, it's still in play, so uh, your expectations for, for can now. be met. Yeah, still in play. It's about the only thing that can uh, have happen. Like your best-case scenario is you go seven and six this year. Like, absolute best-case scenario with the bowl win and everything. But, uh, yeah, well, you got work to do. You got plenty of work to do. But, yeah, as far as also the, the firing of Cody Kennedy, or the, just any other coaches, you know, I, I just, you know, what are you going to do? You're going to fire Enos, and then you're going to fire Cody Kennedy, too, and, and then suddenly it's like you're having uh, two huge vacancies that you're having to step into a role and all of that. I, I just don't know if, like, you know, firing Enos seemed to be the, the move that may have made the most sense, not to say that Cody Kennedy or anybody else is, oh, suddenly safe and they're not the problem at all, but I just think maybe Pittman looked at it as, I'm getting rid of this. We're going to try this out. We're going to be more hands-on, but uh, no reason to get rid of two of these coaches and assistant coaches that deal with these guys each and every day and recruited them and were a part of them being the team, too. Sometimes you see it happen where multiple coaches are let go at a certain point in the season, especially at this time where you can make some adjustments during the bye week, but the fact that they didn't make the change, then you just have to move forward with what's in place. Now, to the the, uh, listener's point there, was it a move that could have been made? Yeah, it could have been, but now you're talking about Coach Pittman, even though he said he was going to be more hands-on, now you're talking about putting that full responsibility on him for the most part, and he still has to be the head coach in these last four games. Yeah, and he's he's probably looking at it too, just my assumption, that Cody Kennedy has been around for a few years, just like Kenny Guyton has been around for a few years, just like Jimmy Smith has been around for a few years. So, you know, it, it, guys that have been there for a longer period of time, there's a, there's a comfortability there. I think there is a comfortability with the, the players, uh, with those position coaches. And so I, I think that that plays a little bit into it. But like on our Asher Record Life and Feedback, David says, why are we magically expecting Pittman to get more involved with the offensive line to make any difference? Has he been holding back on releasing his supposed wealth of O-line knowledge up to this point? No, I don't, I don't believe that it's magically going to get – uh, like, I mean, huge difference. Like, nothing magically is going to just... Arkansas is not going to go from scoring three points against Mississippi State to scoring 50 on Florida. Like, that's not going to happen. But can it just be the rejuvenation and a re-energy, and re-energizing of this team? I think that that's what they're hoping for, is just to get them back to where they enjoy coming to practice, enjoy and playing the game, and having the passion that they want. Like, I think that that's what it's more about, less about, oh... Enos is gone, boom, magically we're going to be a great team again. They're looking for better results in the long run, and so is this the answer to get better results? They're willing to take that chance to see if this is the answer because what they were doing wasn't working before, so now it is time to change it up to see if you can get a better result. Can't be much worse than three points against Mississippi State. I guess it could. Zero would be, uh, would be worse, but... Uh, I mean, what's at the end of the day, what's really a difference between three and zero, other than just saying we didn't get shut out? Not, not a lot. It's just that you're not doing enough to win games, and and they haven't. No, they haven't, haven't at all. Let's go to Jason in Hot Springs. What's up, Jason? Hey, John. Hey, Bill. How you doing, man? Doing good. Doing good, Jason. Uh, I was doing a guess. I got you two questions, John. Uh, the first one is, uh, how's the ways of that basketball team is going to look this year? And I watched the. Uh, against the UT Tyler, and, uh, and I'm telling you, we, it's going to be good. <laughs> and uh, and then we got that uh, Razorback play uh, uh, Purdue in the uh, exhibition game on uh, on that Saturday. And, John, what, mm-hmm. what's your comments on that on Saturday when they play Purdue on that Saturday, John? Can you get your comments on that? 
Yeah, it's well, as far as your first question goes for Razorback basketball this year, I mean, I think Eric Musselman has built a type of program to where each and every year they're going to be contenders for going far in March. Uh, there's a reason why they're the 14th-ranked preseason team. They got picked to finish third in the SEC, and there's an expectation there. You have a lot of veterans. you got a lot of upperclassmen. you got Trevin Brazil back, who could be one of the, the greater athletes and uh, one of the best players in the SEC because he was voted All-SEC preseason first team. You got Devo Davis back with all of his experience. You got mm-hmm. Makai Mitchell. You got guys like Tremont Mark and uh, Khalif Battle who were on good teams that had a lot of experience too. So if everything goes according to plan and they figure it out and everyone stays healthy, I think that this team can kind of do what this team has always done, go far into March. It's just a matter of can they take that next step. And uh, for that and then also the Purdue game, I'm going to be honest with you, Jason. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to go into this game thinking Arkansas is going to win. I mean, because you got – Zach Eady, who is the player of the year last year and the unanimous preseason player of the year this year, the, the number two or three team in the country, depending on who you look at. And, you know, it's, it's still early where this Razorback basketball team's trying to figure each other out. So it'll be a good measuring stick just to see where this team is at overall, where it won't really matter because the game doesn't count towards their wins or their losses, but it'll be a good measuring stick for them. Are you, are you good to go to the Razorback basketball this year, John, in uh, Fayetteville? Are you going to the, um, the non-conference game this year? Uh, I'm going to try to go to as many as I can. Uh, I'm definitely going to the Purdue game this weekend, but uh, non-conference games, I'll be there for, of course, Duke, uh, a few other ones on Saturdays, and I'll try to make it up to as many Saturday SEC games in favor as I can, too. So it just depends. But, yes, I plan on being up there a lot. And, John, can I ask you, uh, not John, but um, Joe, uh, you got the NBA game starting tonight, the uh, Lakers and the uh, Nuggets, uh, the then we're going to get the, the banner up, the, the NBA first championship in the in the Suns and the and the Warriors that begin after that. What's your uh, games um, coming up? If you games like um, tonight against the Suns and the Suns and the Warriors and the um, Nuggets and the Lakers, and I'm up listen. Thank you, John. All right, appreciate it, Jason. Yeah, NBA gets started tonight with a doubleheader. Of course, it's the NBA champs, the Denver Nuggets. And they host the Lakers. It seems like every year the Lakers are in these high-profile games. It's almost like the NBA is putting a schedule on them where they are going to start the season 0-1. That's not saying that they're going to lose tonight, but they do put them in those difficult-type games. But that's what the Lakers bring to the table, that there's always a focus on them. So you have two games tonight, and then tomorrow is when you'll have a lot more games. But the doubleheader is tonight on TNT. And then it's going to shift over to ESPN tomorrow. Now, ESPN is doing something interesting tonight because it's like they're trying to get some focus and some shift away from TNT with NBA starting there tonight and them having to wait their turn till tomorrow night. Well, all NHL teams play tonight, and they're calling it Frozen Frenzy. It's available on the ESPN platform. And if you have ESPN+, Plus, you'll have access to every hockey game there is, and it's almost like... ESPN is purposely doing this, and they made the schedule for NHL to coincide NBA in on their opening night. It's pretty smart of them to do, honestly, because uh, I guess you have two games tonight, and then I mean, I'm, of all the games, pretty much on the ESPN Family Networks tomorrow for the most part. No, no, they're going to be um, they're they're going to be all over the place. Okay, um, and more more so, you need to have the NBA package where you get all the NBA games available to be able to see that, but that's something the NBA does at the beginning of the season also is they have the uh, all the games are free to watch for that first week going into the season, and so uh, you, you'll be able to see every game no matter what because it is available for free, and you can find that you know wherever, but it's NBA League Pass okay. is what it's called. Yeah, because I was looking at uh, Bet Saracen. They got uh, the Lakers actually as five-point underdogs tonight against Denver. And also uh, with the Warriors and Suns game later tonight, uh, Golden State's favored by two and a half points in that. So uh, also get a chance to see uh, Moses Moody play for the Warriors tonight and also Austin Reeves going up uh, with the Lakers and get a chance to see him. So a little Arkansas flavor there tonight too. And um, seeing more and more – I love how they – I think the Razorback basketball team put out a graphic of just kind of, you know, wishing good luck to all their Razorbacks that are playing in the NBA. And it's just nice to see that uh, group growing over the past – three to four years you know for a while there's like two or three players but 
between uh, the guys, uh, the rookies this year for the three-year guys, and then you got Gafford and Portis and Beverly, and um, you know even throwing in Stanley Amude who got a two-way contract. Like, just nice to see that that list continue to grow, and I think that'll be a, a cool thing to be on the lookout to for if you're a Razorback basketball fan to see these uh, some of these players going at it tonight and tomorrow too. So the uh, the breakdown of the NBA schedule tonight, you have two games, but tomorrow you have twelve games. So there's going to be a lot of NBA action. Then of course. Uh, according to Bet Saracen, the Bucks are the favorites at plus 350 to win it all, followed by the Celtics at 375, Nuggets at 450, and the Suns are 575. The Lakers and Warriors, Lakers are plus 1100, Warriors plus 1200. There you go. Yeah, I don't think anyone's surprised to see that the, the Bucks are favored, uh, especially with the moves that they made and how good of a team they have. And I guess uh, with uh, Giannis, it was a three year, $186 million. Is that, is that what it was? That's what trading for Dame Lillard would do for you. Uh-huh. That, you know, all the talk about Giannis possibly not re-signing with the Bucks and looking for other options and looking at other teams. When you bring in a player like Dame Lillard, it's not that five-year max contract, but you do have him there for a few more years. So that uh, that's a direct result of trading for Dame Lillard. So is it is that is it a three-year deal? So it's a sixty-two million dollar per year deal. Yeah, yeah, he's the highest paid player in the league. He and Anthony Davis oh, are the man. two highest paid players in the league. I, I mean, that's incredible. He deserves it though. So I'm not saying it's it's too much. He deserves it. But goodness gracious, it's amazing just to see the the numbers of some of these contracts uh, getting signed. And man, it's there all was wild. a bit of an uproar whenever Jalen Brown was the league's highest paid player, and then it followed with Anthony Davis. And you know, Anthony Davis is talented, but he spends a lot of time off the court where he's injured. So there was even question about that. Why is he the league's highest-paid player? And now Giannis matches what Anthony Davis is getting paid. Yeah, I was just looking at uh, some of the numbers, too, for those of you who are interested. I just find this stuff fascinating. Uh, on average, per year, Giannis will be making $169,863 a day. So for those of you who are you know, curious into uh, what goes into that, uh, it's a nice day. Nice, mm-hmm. nice day to be able to go to work. Yep. Every hour he makes $7,077. Just want to keep going down the list. Uh, every second or every minute, he makes one hundred and seventeen dollars, and then every second he makes. I think I actually did the math wrong. It doesn't matter. The point is, he's making a lot of money, and he's doing just fine, and he's worth it too. That's that's the thing is when these contracts get thrown around, like oh, you're overpaying. No, I think Giannis has definitely earned with the NBA title, with the MVPs, with the ability to what he's brought, and of course, as you mentioned. Uh, bringing in Damian Lillard to add to the mix because that was the whole thing just during the offseason. We're like, hey, uh, what, what are you going to do for me to build this championship back up? Uh, adding a player like Lillard can really help out and you know kind of solidifies him staying in Milwaukee for the foreseeable future too. Bucks don't play till Thursday, so they get a couple of days of seeing all the other teams play, and then they they start their season on Thursday. Hmm. And then uh, of course uh, Bobby Portis. I'm glad to see him still in Milwaukee too. Uh, yeah, that's. Been uh, really solid for them, and obviously very beloved there in uh, the city of Milwaukee too. Uh, let's see, Southern Structural Solutions text line. We got a few people chiming in on this. This comes from Marky Mark in Little Rock. It says, "I don't know what Larry is smoking or anyone else. I figured six to eight wins. Did we think Rocket and KJ were going to change uh, unproven wide receivers, new defense, new offensive scheme? We recruit on South Carolina level, but want Alabama results. We keep turning over coaches, and it will keep getting worse." Why would any respectable coach come here with no recruiting base and 10-win expectations just to be fired before they can get anything going? Uh, maybe I misunderstood, but I believe that Brady Latham said that was that when Browse was OC, they were told to just go get a guy on blocking and said under Enos they were having to learn some schemes. Maybe Kennedy and Guyton together can lower the volume and get these guys a little bit more efficiency. So We'll see. We'll see uh-huh. what happens in the next four games. Yeah. And as far but That's a funny comment, though. <laughs> Recruiting on a South Carolina level and expecting Alabama results. Yeah. Well, I'm just being honest about it, too, where I've said this. If people ask about the program, I got asked this about this at SEC Media Days by a bunch of uh, media members from other schools. Because I think it's fascinating to kind of look at the outside, looking in, and if you see a school, it's like, okay, this is what I think that school should be, their expectations. But when you talk to the people that are actually there and in it, hearing their expectations, and I've always said that Arkansas is a football program, at least right now, that on average get to that uh, seven, eight win mark every year, and then possibly make that jump into the 9-10 to 10 win range every other few years. And I think that this was one of those years that people, like me, I'll even I'll take blame for it, but 
I felt like this was going to be one of those years they took that next step because of KJ, because of Rocket, because of the adjustments they made on defense, and because of uh, you know just assuming that the offense was going to be extremely efficient, and it hasn't been. So I think that that's where you know it's kind of gotten to the point to where I, I don't want to put it this way because it doesn't matter, but it's true. It's like you can see where the team and the offensive adjustments they made can be so great for this team if they just had a good offense to go along with it. But since they've not had the good offense to go along with it, it, it this is why you're in the situation you're in sitting at 2-6, and six, where I think you were good enough to get to that 8-win mark. I think you had the talent enough to get to the 8-win mark, but you know, you're not, and that's what it comes down to. You're just not. And so you have to just deal with the results that you have and hope for the best the rest of the way. But, yeah. The offensive line is still going to have issues. They had issues to begin the season. We saw that they tried to make some changes, and they had issues still, and they're going to continue to have issues. No matter who's calling the plays, the offensive line has had issues all season. Yeah, I just don't think that that's the thing that where you go into Florida on the road in Gainesville, and it's all just going to suddenly, like a light's going to come on, and all of a sudden th- things get figured out. Like That's just a lot to ask of any team. And something that we talked to Josh Braun, and once again, we'll you'll get to hear from him in the in the next hour. But uh, since this is the bye week, I can't wait to talk with Josh next week when Arkansas does go to Florida because that's where Josh played and that's where he's from. And I know he's excited to hear uh, and to be down there and be with family and whatnot. But that's a that's a thing where they're going to have time and they're going to have focus and they're going to try to be as, as the best that they can be once they get ready for that Florida game. But if anybody's thinking that. Oh, okay, don't worry. As soon as they get down to Florida, all is going to be well in the world. Suddenly everybody's learned how to do everything. I think that's just asking too much, and I think that the expectation for that is too much. Like, I'm probably not going to pick Arkansas to win the game. Uh, I think most people won't expect Arkansas to win the game. In fact, I'll be interested to see what Bet Saracen. Not with the new offense? Nah. Until I see. With the revamped offense? Yeah, the, re- the re-energized new thing that I have no idea what it looks like and still have the same players out there? Yeah. Yeah, probably won't uh, feel good. Because I'll tell you right now, Florida's actually playing a lot better. And they got Georgia this weekend, which is a big game. But, yeah, I'm not uh, not feeling it. They still, Okay, yeah, they do that game in Jacksonville, right? Still? Yes. Okay, good. Yeah. Good. Okay, and do they do they also always wear their home jerseys, both teams? Yes. That's what I like. I like that uh, thing. Yeah, that's that's what rivalries are for. Yeah, that's a cool thing. I wish more teams would do that. Because what is it? USC and UCLA do the same thing. Yep. So, yeah. Make those things more common. Uh, let's go to the phone lines. Just Chuck is in Little Rock. What's up, Just Chuck? What's up, y'all? What's up, man? Hey, Chuck. All right. I've been hearing a lot of people, seeing a lot of uh, social media posts, and a lot of people calling in here that think that Arkansas is this, you know, seven or eight win at best kind of a team and that we're never going to get any better because we don't have the NIL money or blah, blah, blah. I would like to know what the average Mizzou fan thought of Eli Drinkwitz at the end of last season. I mean, they all wanted to fire him. They were trying to run him out of town. Yeah. And now he's got him. Now he's got him looking great. I don't so, know if I everybody mean, was don't get me wrong. I, I I hate Mizzou, but I think that's a good example of you don't have to be Alabama or Georgia to compete at the top of this conference. I mean, you do have to have. I mean, the wins brings in the recruits and the money. But Sam was able to get us to a nine-win season two years after the Chad Morris years. I promise you it can be done. It's just a matter of getting the right people in the right place. Yeah, I it's a bit of a difference. Mizzou fan base was probably split. I'm not sure that right now yeah. the Razorback fan base is split. Yeah, and also, just Chuck, it's a difference between you know going 6-6 six and six and you're sitting at 2-6. and six. Like That's, I think, what the biggest issue is. If Arkansas was sitting at, what is it, 4-4 four and, what would it be, four and four at this point, or even, I think it'd be a different conversation. But because you're two and six, and you have to win out to even make a bowl game, that's where people's frustrations come in even more so, I believe. Well, yeah, and I mean, and you know, the the nine win season, we won a couple of those games that we won with an un- one unbelievable play that was the difference in the game. Yeah. And then, then last year we had a couple of close games that we could have won. Hey, Just Chuck, hey, we appreciate you calling in, man. We got to run, though. Great stuff. We got more out of bounds coming up next. 
back by popular demand. Guatney Chevrolet in Jacksonville is letting you phone in your down payment this month. Instead of trading your old phone for a new phone, trade your old phone towards a car at Guatney Chevrolet in Jacksonville. This month at Guatney, your old phone qualifies as a down payment allowance. Phone stores just want to trade for the newest model. Trade your phone for a new ride and we'll give you even more value for your older phone. A current phone equals a $500 down payment allowance. Flip phone, $550 down payment allowance. Brick phone, $600 down payment allowance. But bring in grandpa's old bag phone, that's a $700 down payment allowance towards your new ride. Plus, no payments until after New Year's. Everyone has an old phone and everyone gets approved. 1301 TP White Drive in Jacksonville. 501-982-2102. WatneyChevrolet.com. Chevrolet. Find new roads. Arkansas Brewskies is excited about their second location, and it's time to add to the team. Brewskies North is hiring servers, bartenders, cooks, and managers. To apply, drop by our downtown location and fill out an application. If you want to work in a fun, professional environment, this is for you. Brewskies North is hiring servers, bartenders, cooks, and managers. Apply in person at Brewskies Downtown. For more info, check us out online at brewskiespubandgrub.com. Brewskies, you're home for lunch, happy hour, and late night. Erectile dysfunction is a very serious medical issue. It affects over 60% of men over 45. This can be caused from low testosterone, high blood pressure, diabetes, prostate issues, and high cholesterol. The staff at the Little Rock Men's Clinic are specialists in treating these issues. Our medical specialists will determine your specific problem and develop a treatment plan for your specific needs. Our treatments have helped thousands of men with a 96% success rate. Call the Little Rock Men's Clinic at 501 382 Now through October 31st, our office visit is only $79. That includes your exam, blood work, and testos. If our specialist can't prove to you that the treatment works, your office visit is absolutely free. I am 58 years old, I have more energy, and I am performing like I am 21 again. I feel amazing. Come to the Little Rock Men's Clinic. We treat low T, ED, Peyronie's disease, and offer a male enhancement procedure. Call the Little Rock Men's Clinic at 501-382-9516. That's 501-382-9516. 9516 or visit littlerockmensclinic.com. It's Kayak Chaos at Arts Marine. Pick your perfect kayak from their large inventory and start exploring the natural state. Right now, get 20% off feel-free kayaks. We also slash prices on Mokin 10 and Lure 10 kayaks. Here at Granddaddy Trusted Arts Marine, so should you. If you order food for work, you know the drill. It's a whole bunch of needs and requests piled on top of each other. Make sure the food's on time and on budget. Make sure everyone's dietary needs are taken care of. Make sure everyone's happy. And that's why you should make sure you use EasyCater. It's one simple, reliable platform for all your food for work needs. Need to make sure food for work actually works? Simple. Make sure it's EasyCater. 100,000 restaurants, one platform. Order 24-7 at EasyCater.com. Lowe's knows pros want savings now. That's why, as an MVP's Pro Rewards member, you get volume savings on orders of $1,500 or more at the Pro Desk. And there's more. We've lowered our prices on select top products like electrical wire and drywall, so you can get the job necessities for less. Because Lowe's knows savings. Lowe's knows pros. In-store only. Exclusions, restrictions, and more terms apply. Details at Lowe's.com terms. Subject to change. Ortho Arkansas presents the High School Scoreboard Show with Randy Rainwater, Kevin Bohannon, and Barry Grooms every Friday night at 10, only on 1037 The Buzz. Brought to you in part by First Security Bank. There's only one place to stop for the best in meats in Central Arkansas. It's Hogs Meat Market. Check out their monthly package deals of the best meats online at hogsmeatmarket.com. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Long count by Jefferson. Gives it right side. Green angles right. Got a hole across midfield. A.J. at the 40 down the sidelines at the 30. He's got a chance to go. He's going to get into the end zone. Touchdown, Arkansas. 55 yards for A.J. Green. They had a chance to trip him upside the 10 or trip him up just inside the 10. They couldn't do it. And Green is into the end zone for his first touchdown of the season. On 103.7 The Buzz. If you're shopping for a vehicle, you want to get to Guadney Chevrolet. Guadney has best deals in the market. Been doing it 60-plus years. Give them a call, 501-982-2102. 
No payments for the rest of the year. Take advantage of that at Guadney Chevrolet. 2023 Silverados at 0% with approved credit. 2.9% is available on 2024 Equinox. And trade in a cell phone. You can get down payment allowance. $500 on a current phone. $550 on a flip. $600 on a brick. And the bag phone brings in $700 in down payment allowance. Make the trip to the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville. Shop them online, GuadneyChevrolet.com. You can see all the deals, the cash allowances, the rebates, even appraise a vehicle. See just how much it's worth. They're giving thousands over book value, whether you trade that vehicle in or you sell it to Guadney Chevrolet. Guadney is always actively buying vehicles, so you get a great deal on the vehicle that you trade in or sell. See the entire inventory of new and pre-owned vehicles on GuadneyChevrolet.com. If you need a service, get it scheduled today. They have convenient service hours throughout the week. Also, Saturday, 7 a.m. until noon, in case you can't make it throughout the week, it's Guadney Chevrolet, Arkansas's number one Chevy dealer, Guadney Chevrolet, GuadneyChevrolet.com. It is a Trigger Tuesday here on Out of Bounds, and we'll have what's in the world of sports. But I, I did want to mention this. We are talking about uh, the offense for Arkansas and, you know, K.J. Jefferson and, and everybody and changing. And uh, I thought this was pretty fascinating that uh, today, actually, K.J. Jefferson spoke about uh, the changes that uh, have been coming. And I thought it was really fascinating as uh, he was on a, a different radio station and having an interview there with uh, as he was at one of the banks that sponsors him. And this is kind of what uh, K.J. had to say. This is according to HawkSports.com. says, quote, I always had love for Coach G, as we called him, talking about Kenny Guyton. He once played quarterback before, so he understands a quarterback's perspective and what we're seeing back there and how the role and how the game is being played from our point of view. I'm just excited for him. I'm looking forward to it. He came in. We brought the whole offense in, a, in as a unit meeting, and he basically broke down his two things that he's going to be focusing on moving forward as an offense. That's enthusiasm, just being able to have fun and be passionate, and accountability, everybody being accountable for their mistakes. If someone messes up, we have to be able to get on them and pinpoint it and nip it in the bud right then and there. I mean, we're going to run the same thing. It's just a slight difference in the offense as far as going tempo and being able to do certain things that we're good at and being able to build off of those things. The thing about going fast is it creates an advantage for us and a disadvantage for the defense trying to get their calls in. We mainly catch them in their base defense, and we know what their base defense is. So we're going to attack different areas of the field. In the past, tempo has been great to us, being able to pinpoint, put points on the board, and being able to put up, get on defenses quickly. I would like to see us moving forward, boost the speed up of the game a little bit, and catch defenses in a bad situation and take advantage of it. So that's coming from K.J. Jefferson, what he thinks about the changes and how they're not going to do anything differently. They're just going to do it faster, according to K.J., for those of you who were wondering. Given a little bit of insight on to how they're going about doing things, but also the relationship with Kenny Guyton and KJ. And, um, yeah, that is something that he should feel good about, the fact that he is listening to somebody who played the position. Yeah, and I think that's kind of the best move that you could have for KJ in this, this situation. Is You have a guy in Kenny Guyton who's been a really good wide receivers coach, thinks he's done a good job recruiting, but somebody that knows the position and played the position and – Obviously, has the respect to KJ, so that's that's pretty good to hear. But there's other things going on in the world of sports, so let's talk about what's trending. What's trending in sports is brought to you by Arkansas's own West Rock Coffee. Join West Rock Coffee, the Razorbacks, and their 1.5 million farmers around the globe. It's fall, so now it's time for your team to stock up on coffee, tea, and water delivered directly to your business. Contact them at westrockcoffee.com or 833-886-JAVA today. All right, what's trending in the world of sports? So how about this for a little extra college football action? Because we know Quinn Ewers is injured for the Texas Longhorns. And Steve Sarkeesian has been asked about uh, what's going to be the quarterback situation. Because we know there's a guy named Arch Manning that's playing for him right now. But Sarkeesian said that both Arch Manning and Malik Murphy will both be getting first-team reps. If the game was being played today, Malik would start the game. But... That being said, Arch is going to be ready to go. So, if you're hoping to see an Arch Manning, it maybe something happens during this week, but it seems like uh, Malik's going to be the guy, and maybe Arch gets a chance in case things don't go too well. It'll be interesting to see. And that's a talented team. We know that uh, Quinn Ewers have been playing well, and now that he's out, we'll see what it looks like at the quarterback position when somebody else takes the field. And, of course, everybody is 
waiting for the moment that Arch Manning is going to take the field, but it might not happen just yet. And I love the Jerry Jones stuff that happens, of course, in the weekly interview down there in Dallas. Uh, on a 105.3 The Fan. But Jerry Jones is willing to make a move to improve the Dallas Cowboys before the trade deadline. But he doesn't plan on initiating any talks with any other teams. He says, quote, it will have to come our way. I don't want to preclude it in any way, but it always does. The initiation of an opportunity to make a trade that would help us principally has to start on the over, uh, over on the other end. That's not showing a lack of aggressiveness. It's just how it starts. Says, I like where our team is at with our personnel today. I'm not thinking in any way that we need to upgrade our roster. That being said, I would really like to extend to improve our team right now because I think that we have a contender, and so I would do it right now if it came our way. So, just Jerry saying, ah, we're, we will get better if uh, somebody else wants to help us out and you know initiate some of those conversations. And then also in some other news, too, with the NFL, have uh is, is it Brett Maher, I believe is his name, the kicker. Maher. Maher. See, I see Bill Maher, and I think it's Maher, and it's Maher. Throws me off every time. But uh, he's the Ram kicker. He's officially been released because he missed three key kicks this past weekend against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And, you know, it's part of the business, and if you don't perform, you get cut. But, man, the kicker type of deal is like, hey, we need only one. And if you don't get the job done in a game, we'll cut you and not even think twice and get somebody because, you know, get somebody else to go in there. So, so hate that. He, he missed one early. He missed the point after, which we know that, that a lot of times that's unacceptable. That it may have been all right for him, but they attempted a third kick that was not even close. And by that time, you could tell it was in his head. And so, yeah, it, it probably was best for them to make a change. Well, they're certainly moving on with it, too. Uh, we'll have some other headlines we'll get into later in the show, too. But before we take top there, update with Squeeze up Brent Stuttgart in real quick. What's up, Brent? John, I'm fired up a little bit. Now, when are you not fired up there, Brent? I'm fired up a little bit with uh, you just had a spot on our, our quarterback, KJ. Mm-hmm. I'm, fire, I'm fired I'm fired up. With, with KJ Jefferson right now. Okay. Uh, let's get. I, I mean, I don't understand. He's saying everything's going to be better with Kenny Guyton. Okay. That Kenny's played the position. Dan Enos played a lot more snaps in college football at quarterback than Kenny Guyton. Well, well, well Brent, I don't think he's saying that it's for sure going to be better. He says it's the same offense. They're just going to move it at a faster pace when they feel like that's an advantage they can have. That's all. Well, okay, I, I mis I misunderstood. I'm 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 sorry with that. I'm not, I hope it works better. We need something. And one thing I want to tell you, thank y'all. It does my heart good when y'all have Jason on the radio. I really appreciate what y'all, how y'all treat him on the radio. It's awesome. Thank hey. you very much. No problem at all, Brent. We appreciate you listening in, man. Appreciate you calling in as well. But we got to take a top of the hour update when we come back. We're going to hear from Josh Braun, Razorback offensive lineman, thanks to Matt Black, All-State Insurance. What does he think about the move of Danny Nelson no longer being the offensive coordinator and where they go from here? We'll stay tuned to find out on Out of Bounds coming up next. Holy guatney, Batman! Scott Rollmine is now on the buzz Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. Yes, Robin, I wonder if we can discuss the Batmobile. Guatney Unplugged, Saturdays at 9 a.m. Same bat time, same bat channel. Real estate issue? Business or civil dispute? Hire the Lions. <laughs> 